Credit card. Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park. I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Here goes everything, really, to be honest with you. You know, y'all know I'll be trying to run. I found some peace in it. I found some solace. I found some challenges. I found some results. Uh, it's kind of my thing. Um think I'm comfortable with calling myself a runner. I want to call myself a marathoner, but I'm only like a half marathoner, but half marathoner sounds kind of dumb. Who told you that? But long story short, um, I ran in a few marathons last year, uh, came up short in one, uh, really screwed myself in another one and got hurt. I had this whole redemption arc, uh, set a new PR. And then, you know, it's just been kind of moving and grooving since then. Uh, Over the course of time and working out and running and all that stuff and being old, (laughs) I ran into an injury. And so it kind of threw off some of my training, some of my goals, um, some of the things I wanted to get done in certain time frames. And so I missed a few of the runs I wanted to do. I missed some of the ones I did the previous year but what I didn't miss was an opportunity to talk about it and so uh, I was reached out to by a uh, sponsor of the event that said you know we're taking testimonials or you know do a video explaining why you ran this race or what you learned from this race and all that stuff and we're doing prizes so I did I submitted like a two-minute video or something like that I can't even remember oh you know what actually I just wrote it down. I wrote down my little story and they hit me back and were like, you know, you're one of the semifinalists. Can you do all that you just said on a video and see if that's something we want to, you know, add to our content? So I did. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, but, you know, it's just a shot in the dark. And I ended up being one of the winners. So they granted me uh, paid access into a an upcoming race. And so. I was looking at the races and none of the races that I wanted to do in the time frame matched um, some of the races I had done in the past, but that was okay because I was rehabbing from this injury. So then the ones that I did want to do, the juice wasn't going to be worth the squeeze. It was going to cost me too hefty of a plane ticket or the race wasn't long enough. Like I didn't want to fly across country to do like a 5k. It just didn't seem like a, a huge deal, even though, you know, it would have been cool. Now, if they were setting out the trip, then yeah. But it was like, nah, get there. We'll just pay your registration. And I was like, no, I don't need to go to the, you know, the Las Vegas 5K on my own dime or the, you know, the uh, Alaskan whatever. <laughs> so at any rate, I was, I was combing through all those events and trying to figure out which one I wanted to do. Um, finally found one and I was kind of turned off because I really wanted to do another half and all I could find were like fives and tens. Um, I don't even think there was any fools on there, but I don't think I was ready for that anyway. So I finally found one 
where they had like a 10 miler, a 10 mile option. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for that. Just give me a 10 in. It's been a while since I've had a, a legit certified long run anyway. I'll be fine. So then when I went to register, I realized they had this option where um, you could basically do uh, the 10 mile option and the four mile option and combine them and do like a 14 mile option. And I was like, well, shoot, this is perfect. It's a little too perfect because it's uh, half plus a little bit extra, but I'm down. I'll see what's up. So I began training on it and I began, began, you know, putting my rehab into action and trying to make some adjustments and trying to get my groove back, uh, trying to balance my treadmill runs and my outside runs and my hills and intervals and all that stuff and all the other stuff that all the runner people tell you to do. And it started to go okay. I'd say it went, uh, I don't know, 85, 90% on training. I wouldn't call it perfect. Uh, I had a vacation in the middle of my training and I tried to do some working out, but also I did way too much drinking and eating everything and uh, staying up late and having a crazy good time with, uh, you know, with the cool kids. You know, we rolled out to celebrate the 20. Um, so... That was one of the reasons why I didn't want to do one of the earlier races because it was going to be like right before, um, either right before the vacation or right afterwards, and that was going to mess up my training. So this gave me enough time to get back on the groove even after a fun time. So I'm going through all that, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, and I'm thinking I'm getting to a good spot um, where I was comfortable. I wasn't perfect. Um, baseball season and the weather, uh, just a lot of mitigating factors where I just had to do a lot of improvising and remix some of the runs that I wanted to do and some of the prep, but I got it all in. So I felt pretty good. Uh, I had had a couple of positive runs the previous weeks before that. Um, and so I was like, all right, I can do this. It might not be perfect. Um, I don't know if I'll set a PR, but I can do it. Race day comes, done all my prep, done all my, you know, day before, my two days before. Um, I'm in the zone. I'm ready. Got all my snacks, got all my, you know, energy, whatever's and all the stuff that you see the runner people do. I'm there. I'm doing my thing. Uh, it's a little confusing, but I get there. I get there on time, get to the line. They played the Whitney Houston version of the national anthem. I was like, oh, that's an omen. That's a good luck sign. Who told you that? <clears throat> it wasn't. It was just a thing. <laughs> so when the race took off, uh, I think by the first mile, uh, I had already seen people walking. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with walking. But dang, that was just a little early. And then by the second mile, I realized today was not going to be a PR day. <laughs> but I still thought I'd do pretty well. Um, and I'm not going to go mile by mile by mile. But what I will say is that it got bad. <laughs> it got bad pretty quick. Uh, I did train. I did train for hills. I did train for variable uh, elevations. But I did not train to run up the side of a mountain. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And in hindsight... Every other race that I've participated in, whether it's a 5K, whether it's a fun run, whether it's a turkey trot, um, whether it's a half marathon or whatever, 
in all the little pre-race packets and all the exciting emails and stuff leading up to it, they always talk about, you know, we flattened out the course. This is the flattest it's ever been. It's a qualifier for this and that. And you'll love the elevation. There's only one hill or all these positive things to say about how awesome the racetrack is going to be and how awesome the, you know, the things are going to work out. But for this race, they didn't do any of that. <laughs> and that should have been the sign. That should have been the key. But I completely missed that. I, or I didn't read the fine print. Because every time I looked up, the crowd in front of me was at an angle and at a slope. And I was like, we're going up again. How do we keep going up? At one point, at what point do we go down? Anytime we went up, I'd be like, cool, let's flatten out. We'd make a turn. And then we find another way to go up. It's like those uh, those houses in San Francisco and stuff. It's all those one-way streets going up and up and up. And I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> why does this make sense? Why is anybody excited about this? Message. And I was like, I, I totally did not prepare for this. My cadence doesn't match this. Um my breathing was okay, uh, but my legs were just like, what the hell are you doing, Christopher? And I, I didn't have a good answer. Um, I knew by the time we got to the halfway point, I was like, all right, the goal is just to finish. <laughs> as long as we, we know we can finish, we'll be good. And the back half was definitely worse than the front half, uh, but that always happens um, just because of fatigue and, um, you know, just different terrain. The water stations were just packed and like anytime I wanted to, you know, come up and get a cup, like it messed you up because you'd end up having to stop and like wait in line. And I was like, I'm not doing all that. But then once you miss a water station, your body's like, oh, you just want to dehydrate today, huh? That's what you want to do. <laughs> so now I'm talking to myself and everything and being mad for missing a water station. But like the lines were long and crazy. So all this is happening, and we get up to this um, this one hill near the end, and it is a monster. It just keeps going up and up and up, and like I'm struggling, and like I was like, man, I'm just about to walk this thing. I walked for about 14 seconds, and I was like, this hurts more walking of it than it does running. So I got back on my high horse and kept moving. But as I'm going up the hill, I'm seeing people like fall out, fall down. The paramedics had this one girl in like the chicken wing and were just holding her like that so she could earl. And <laughs> she was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. They're like, no, you're not. You can't even open your eyes. And she was like, you're right. <laughs> this other person they had looking like a, a baby that they were trying to burp. She was earling, and I was like, this hill is terrible. And so I had to make sure I was checking my own faculties to make sure I wasn't going to burp or, or uh, throw up or anything. And I didn't, thank God. But as I'm running, I see this uh, lady holding up a sign that's like, yo, you passed the biggest hill. The biggest hill is over. You did it. And I was like, oh, that's great. We only got like a mile or so to go. We can do it. So then we turn this corner right after the big hill, and there's another big hill. So what she failed to mention was that even though we passed the biggest hill, she didn't say that there's also a big hill minus one right after it. Failed to neglect, uh, neglect to mention that. Thank you for nothing. 
I was calling her all sorts of, uh, what's the scene in Waiting to Exhale? You raggedy bitch. <laughs> I was calling her raggedy. I was lying. I was, I was so mad at her. I was ready to punch. I, my goal at that point was to finish the race, come back, get to that person, cuss them out, and, and spit on their food or something. I was so mad, but also I was so tired. So long story longer, I, I finished up all these hills, got back to the familiar territory, and this is how you know the race is a setup for failure. Um, the finish line was on a, a incline too, so you had to run up a hill to get to the finish. I was like, we can't even get a flat to you know get to this celebration point. And I was like, this sucks. Not to mention that there was weather in the way, so once all the weather hit. All the volunteers at the booths and stuff packed up their stuff, so packed up their stuff, packed up their things and rolled out. So like you couldn't even like really get to your medals. You couldn't even get to your swag, like your shirts and everything. Somebody took my shirt because when I went to go pick it up, they didn't even have it. Um, I'm not gonna call nobody racist, but this other guy was finished after me and came in and was like, "Yeah, I want to get my shirt." And they turned they turned over boxes tables tents and they found this man a shirt and when i was like yo can i get my shirt they were like oh yeah you're just gonna have to email and see if they can send it to you i was so tired and so hurt and so in pain from running up the mountain like i didn't even have the the energy i just kind of stood there like this is what we're doing and then the thunder and lightning struck and they were like yeah this is what we're doing but it was just madness. So I ran up the side of a mountain. I ran up multiple mountains. Didn't get my swag properly. And I felt like I was being punished for being too slow because all the volunteers and stuff left. And I was like, was this worth it? Am I not a half marathoner anymore? Do I need to be more selective with my choices? And I think that's probably it. Do I need to f- read the fine print? Probably. But I say all that to say there are very few things in life where we completely know the answer for. Message. We know, you know, what we want to do in life until we don't. We think we have an idea and then we change it. We have an idea what school we want to do, what um, sports we want to play. Everybody wants to be a pro player or uh, an athlete or a entertainer or a doctor or a lawyer or a police officer, a pilot. These are some of the, uh, you know, famous um, positions that kids say. But then you grow up and you live and you realize, you know, you're not going to make the league or you realize you hate math. So you don't want to be an engineer or, you know, being an astronaut requires (laughs) so much stuff. Uh, Being a police officer requires a lot of courage and, you know, all the other things. Uh, Being a firefighter the same way. And so we form ourselves into these people that aren't always what we thought they would be. And we do these things that we're not always sure that we would do. And we kind of leave ourselves open and subject to change. And it's hard to never say never because, you know, as soon as you do, something else fixes that. And for a while, I was never going to do a full marathon because, you know, what's the point? too long I can barely do it blah 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 and what I had been saying recently was like I'm gonna use this next run as kind of a litmus test and kind of a guide and see you know 
if I'm really ready, I'll, I'm not trying to break any records today, but if like I have a good race and I know that I've got my skills together, then this will kind of be the key to let me know I need to run the big dog. Because, I don't know, maybe it's peer pressure or something, but when you say you're like a half marathoner, when you say you've run halves, they're like, but no fool though. <laughs> like even at work, I, a few people know I get my run on and I'm like, yeah, I got another race coming up. They're like, you doing the fool? I was like, no. And the big dog at the job, the big, big dog, he is a marathoner, like a good one. And like he just ran Boston for the second or third time and had a crushing time. And he's, you know, he's getting up into the senior age. So he's out here destroying. That's how he does. So I can't even be like, yeah, I'm kind of a runner. I kind of run halves. And they're like, you're not doing a fool. You're not doing Boston. You know, old buddy does Boston. I mean, he's the man, I guess. I don't know what you are again. And so they get like real disrespectful that way too. So I say all that to say, I was like, I'm never doing one, but I'll entertain it if I uh, have a good showing. Well, bottom line is I didn't have a good showing. I had a decent showing. I showed up. Uh, I can tell the parts where my training helped out. Like I felt myself not being tired in, in areas where I knew I'd be tired. I could feel my muscles activating, which was really cool. Cause I was like, oh man, this is what I was doing those, you know, squats and everything like that. Cause I could feel my muscles activating and pushing me and propelling me forward. So I was like, all right, the grind is worth it a little bit. I like it. Um, and so it, it put me in a good place as far as accomplishing some goals. I can't promise that it gave me the idea that I want to do the big dog, that I want to do the full. I think in, in a perfect world, I would love to, I would love to find one to try, um, but I don't know if I'm there yet, but I will say if it's anything like what I experienced, then now nah, I'm good. And to be honest with you, we, we try to never say never and, you know, don't block ourselves off like that, but I can confidently say that I will never do this race again. <laughs> never again. This was horrible. Like to see these in-shape people like losing and, and EMS having to, not EMS, but the paramedics, I guess it's the same thing. The response people have to like come and, and help them rid their body of whatever fight it's in. <laughs> Man, my time was crazy. Like my time sucked <laughs> and I felt bad. The PR, shoot, just regular record. Like, I'm I'm making sure that the, you know, they come by with the, the car at the end and wrap you up and tell you you're done. I'm making sure that doesn't happen. And it's crazy because in the 14 seconds I walked, I felt like the entire race passed me by. The entire race was like, oh, you in last now, Chris. <laughs> you losing now, CP. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what the hell? But I can I can confidently say I'll never do that again. Like, I'm wondering why people sign up for this one. Like, they can't enjoy this. What if this is the one you do every year and you're like, yeah, this is my one. What the hell? This is my one, the mountain? I'm going to just run up the mountain? We've seen people going the opposite way and they thumbs up in us and all that stuff. Like, good job. You know, y'all will get here soon. And it looks like they're just coming from like a U-turn. But you look up the hill that you're running up. And you're like, I don't see where they would have come down at. So what ends up happening is you cut this left, you go up a hill. You cut this right, you go up a hill, hill. 
then you cut two more rights and go up two more hills and then you see the spot where they were waving at you at and it's like yo they were a whole like mile and a half ahead i thought they were you know a quarter of a mile ahead but apparently there were more hills to climb so and i know i'm being a hater i know i'm being sourpuss i know I'm, i've got um my eeyore mask on but everybody's like you know you finished you did good you made it and i'm like i was gonna make it anyway but that's not the point i know the point is you made it and that's the goal and all that stuff but this was terrible i don't want to do that again so i can confidently say that no matter what race i see next i'm definitely going to be looking for the fine print and making sure they start hitting me with all those fun words like we flattened it out this is great this is ideal <laughs> for people who ain't young no more and who don't want the challenge of running uphill <laughs> when i see those i'm gonna sign up for those but if i don't see those i'm gonna take my name out but i can confidently say i will never ever 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 do that one again maybe one like it but not that one absolutely not but thank y'all for listening i, I had to get that off my chest it's been bothering me Okay, let's get to some uplift. All right, today's going to be an easy one, but a good one. I talked about never doing this race again and never failing to look at the fine print and make sure that everything is there or things are not there and I can point them out as a red flag. But the biggest never I want to talk about is well, two, two nevers. Never give up. And, and know what that means. So it doesn't mean you can't stop doing something or make a good decision for you, but never give up on being the best for you, whatever that means, however you need to do to get there. But then also, um, you never know who's watching. And whether that means <laughs> you're a parent watching your kid and they're thinking they're getting away with everything, or you are a person taking shortcuts and then life smacks you in the head or you think you're getting by at work and you find out you're not or you never know who's watching. Uh, a lot of times as parents, we forget that we've got responsibility to people who are watching us and who are, are looking directly at us and for us and to us for guidance, whether it's written or unwritten or spoken or unspoken, but they're watching and they're watching your actions. Um, and so it's important to remember that whether you're setting a goal for yourself or whether you're building the intangible skills and, you know, you're you're baking that foundation into them. But you never know who's watching as, as soon as you're running around the corner and running uphill talking about I am never doing this again. I'm going to quit right away. I am, you know, watching these people throw up and I don't want to be that. There's always somebody following you. Whether you're wearing uh, some bright socks or you stand out, they're looking at you and saying, well, if they can do it, I can do it. They don't know you're cussing them out and saying never again, never again. They're saying, I've never been able to do this before, but I've seen this person and now I can. So even in our darkest times, we may be able to provide a light for somebody. And while we can't always look for the always or the happy endings or everything like that, we can help some, somebody get through their never moment. So never take your eyes off the prize. That's a bonus one for everybody. But also, um, you never know who's watching you and who you can influence. So take advantage of that. And even if you're running slow, run up your hill, 
at your race, at your pace. And I'll see you at the finish line. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And I hope you'll join me again. Because once I get done complaining about never running this race again, and finally crossing the line at a terrible time, but enjoyable, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, park, park.